Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sound for the week right there brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call today, 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333 at Action Plumbing. We are live from the warehouse in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. We're going to talk to Ben Anderson of uh, KSL Sports. Coming up here momentarily, Gordon, we'll talk to him about the uh, latest in the progress to uh, return to action in the NBA. In fact, let's get it started. Let's get it out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. He makes the magic happen for KSL Sports. He's also one of my co-hosts for Jazz pre-, half-, and post-game coverage. He is the one and only Ben Anderson. And Ben... We may be uh, doing some playoff coverage yet, my friend. Yeah, that's certainly the the hope, and it sounds like maybe by next Thursday we'll have a kind of a concrete date on when that's going to be, but it looks like it's going to be in the next 60 days or so. We don't know all the specifics yet, Ben, on this, uh, but it seems as though, uh, well, maybe we'll, we should wait, but uh, the reports are early that maybe 20, 22 teams. I don't like that as well. I'm more a 16-team guy. Let's get right at it. But what do you make of what you're hearing? I think the NBA wants to figure out a way to get some type of warm-up to get to the postseason because jumping right into the postseason with the intensity of those games is is difficult and tricky. And I think the NBA wants to probably have, A, a warm-up, both for the players to feel like they're comfortable playing, and B, just for the league to understand what it actually is going to take to to run a game like this that doesn't have fans, that's going to have certain precautions taken with social distancing and testing, I think they would probably like to have a week or two to work out some of those kinks before they get to the most important games of the season. So I think as much as it's in fairness or whatever this concept is, it's a much for the NBA to give themselves a little bit of wiggle room to to solve inevitable problems. So how does that work if they use 22 teams? If only 22 are involved, how is that? what's that going to look like? Yeah, so it sounds like, from what I've read, the latest is that they're going to actually only have a play-in for that last spot in the playoffs. It's not going to be team seven and eight, which I know even Mark Cuban had pushed for, which was surprising because Mark Cuban, Dallas Mavericks are the seventh ranked team. It sounds like it might only be for that eighth seed. So yeah, you bring back the top 10 or top 11 seeds in the conference. Those top of seven uh, are locked in right now, which is fantastic news for the Utah Jazz. Uh, And then you kind of play either a, a round robin tournament. I mean, you can't do true round robin, but maybe you could do, World Cup style group play where everyone gets together. You have maybe four or five different uh, uh, groups in that stage. They all play each other. And then the worst teams from those groups on the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, they get thrown into a four game tournament or a three game tournament or maybe just a two game tournament to play in to see who gets that eighth seed. Ben, uh, uh, I have loved your work during this whole thing at, at kslsports.com. i got to pay you a compliment. It has just been tremendous. Uh, a lot of stuff uh, informative following all the major storylines uh, and also some really fun stuff, too. Uh, it, it's been really, really great. But take us through your latest, uh, just looking at the key dates for the NBA return. What do we need to keep an eye on? What are the kind of the deadlines as progress is being made? 
Yeah, Jake, I think one of the important things to recognize is that, you know, when you have long off seasons, like normal off seasons are in the NBA, they're three and a half, four months, there's plenty of time to kind of get things done and schedule dates out. Well, if the target date now is to finish the season by October 1st, which is kind of what NBA general managers have shot for and agreed upon with the idea that the NBA season will start in 2020, 2021 on Christmas Day, okay, we're talking 86 days now <laughs> that we have to have an offseason. And, and you guys think of what's going on in the offseason. You have an NBA draft. You have a summer league, which obviously will be a fall league or the offseason league, whatever you want to call it, if they have one. You have to have free agency. You have to have preseason. You have to have so many important dates and, and opportunities for teams to improve and teams to relax. So, I mean, I'm thinking we're looking at potentially an very early October draft, maybe the 7th, maybe the 8th, somewhere in that range. You'd have free agency start on October 13th. Uh, November, you would probably get into the end of the summer league if you can have it that long. And then maybe, you know, November 3rd to December 3rd, something in those dates, you have 30 days of downtime, which is insane. I mean, only 30 days of downtime for these front offices. And there's no downtime. They're still working. They're trying to figure out how to improve their team. And then you start the season again in December. I mean, it's just going to feel like after this weird coronavirus-led hiatus, we're going to have basketball for the next, I mean, foreseeable future because you've got to think, guys, we've got the Olympics next year in July, and you've got summer league after that. I mean, it's just going to be nonstop basketball through the 2021-20 or to finish this season through next season and then really into the 2021-2022 season. It's going to feel like it's nonstop. And, Ben, it makes you wonder because the same concerns that other leagues have as they're trying to get started or trying to plan for their future, if there's a second wave, holy cow, then then what happens? Yeah, and, and, and I think one of the important questions that, that we've got to ask and figure out is how many players are we comfortable with getting sick? You know, what number is that? The Jazz played the Denver Nuggets earlier this season after the Nuggets had some injuries and completed a trade, and I think the Nuggets had seven available players. Is the NBA comfortable getting down to rosters that only have seven players? If you have five, six players, six sick players on your roster, are you comfortable still playing games that way? Is that insane? That, that, that's why the league has, and some of the GMs have asked Adam Silver to expand roster sizes, so maybe now you can go out and add two more players to your roster or have your G League players come in or two-way players be on your full official roster so you have extra replacements. Those are all things that really have to be on the table because you have to have the contingency plans for the contingency plans. And then you have to factor in the fact that you just don't know what you're going to run into. We've never done this before. You don't know what you don't know. Ben Anderson is with us, KSL Sports, as well as Jazz pre-half and post-game coverage. Ben, let's go on the floor here for a moment. Uh, no Boyan Bogdanovich for the Jazz, uh, regardless of how this uh, season finishes. Let's just talk about the offensive side uh, of things for a moment here. How, who needs to step up? What needs to be done to overcome the loss of your second-best offensive player? Yeah, I think it's two guys. I think it's Mike Conley, one. Uh, I think he needs to step up, and he's going to get more opportunity one of the hard parts about losing Boyan was that you, you really started to like that second unit that you had with Tony Bradley, with Joe Ingles, with Mike Conley was out there running it, Jordan Clarkson. That was a group that Dennis Lindsay had talked about. I know you guys were on that call, how much he liked how that second unit was playing. Well, that kind of gets blown up now because you don't have Boyan Bogdanovich. You probably can't sub Mike Conley off the floor three minutes into the game like you were those last five minutes before this hiatus hit. So, 
Mike Conley's going to get more opportunity. He's going to have to figure out how to play well with that starting lineup, and that's been problematic at points this year. And then secondly, Joe Ingles has to step up. I mean, he's going to really probably have to play the Boyan Bogdanovich role on the offensive side of the ball, especially if Mike Conley is in the starting lineup longer into the first quarter, because that's usually when Joe Ingles would take over and kind of be that backup point guard. He can't play that role anymore. So those are the two guys who are going to have to fill those roles. Luckily, honestly, Joe Ingles is somewhat similar to what Boyan Bogdanovich can do as a 6'8 guy who can step out and spread the floor. What he doesn't be willing to do is take 16 shots a game. And that's something Joe Ingles doesn't usually do. And Boyan Bogdanovich is more than comfortable doing. Joe's got to figure out how to do that. The productivity of Mike Conley needs to increase. Do you expect his the, the, the kind of play that he's involved in to change it all, Ben? Yeah, it's weird because he does find himself at times off the ball, uh, and he has so far with the Jazz. And that was one of the things that I thought really worked with that second unit was he could have the ball more. He could get more touches, and he feels comfortable doing that. And that's what he did when he was in Memphis. So can he do that? Does that make sense for the Jazz to do? Because you still want the ball, first and foremost, I think, in the hands of Donovan Mitchell. And then second, you want to see if you can get easy finishes for Rudy Gobert. And then it was Boyan Bogdanovich. So that's where Mike Conley has to step in and start filling those possessions and still and increasing his usage. I think that's what you're talking about, Gordon. That's where his play has to change and develop and, and look different. And you know what? If you're a Jazz fan, I think you can hope that the 40 or so games that he's played this season, he's missed about 20 to injury with, an off, uh, with this break where he's been healthy, where he's had a very good gym, maybe the best facilities in the NBA, to continue to work out, to continue to go back and watch film, figure out what he can do better. I, I think there's got to be some hope from Jazz fans that he might actually benefit from all of this, considering the rest of the NBA might take a step back when it does return. What do you want to see, Ben? Do you want to see conferences still in this playoff format, or would you rather see seeded 1 through 16? I, I think I still want to see conferences personally. Now, some of that is I did write an article on looking at what if you jumped right into the playoffs 1 through 16, what the Jazz would look like again. And they would have to play the Houston Rockets in the first round. And personally, I don't care to see James Harden and Russell Westbrook for seven games again or five games or six games, however long it lasts. I just We've seen that each of the last two years. I would like some variety. I'd like to see some different players that, that we're covering and, and following the Jazz and get some different storylines. So from a selfish standpoint, I think I would like to see the West 1 through 8 uh, and the East 1 through 8. At the same time, I do think in the future the NBA does want to go 1 through 16, and they want to have some of these matchups that are you know, cross-country and certainly you know, cross-conference. And I think you can do that. I don't think there's necessarily a problem with it. If you're not confident that you're going to do it next year, Jake, I don't know why you would start it this year. I get that this year might have an asterisk. I understand it. But you're going to put an even bigger asterisk on this season if you do that and then go back to the traditional fashion of playoffs next year. Ben, do you think there's an advantage for teams that depend on stars who, who do their thing and, and do it well? Or is there an, a disadvantage for the, a team like the Jazz that likes to share the ball, that likes to coordinate things a little more, likes to have connectivity, as, as uh, Quinn likes to say? Will it be more difficult for a team like that where those kinds of coordinations need to be in place? You know, I, I think that that becomes a tough question because you look at the Lakers early in the season, and it seems like they got better throughout the year. And that was because the teammates or the players around LeBron James and Anthony Davis kind of figured out how to play with them. Kentavious Caldwell Pope's a good example, who was just atrocious to start the year. And then he's become a really productive player. 
but they are maybe the most star-driven team in the NBA, and they had the second-best record. Milwaukee has maybe the best player in the league in Giannis Antetokounmpo, but has an absolutely fantastic supporting cast, probably one through eight, maybe the best in the NBA right now. So I think there's probably to a point now in the NBA where you need to be good eight players deep into your roster. However, in the playoffs, you consistently look at it, the best players are always the last ones left playing. And that's Giannis, that's Kawhi Leonard, that's those types of players. So if you don't have those guys, I think that's going to be your initial fatal flaw. So yes, Gordon, I think I would still say you have to have the star players. That's still the advantage. The NBA is still dictated by the best player on the floor. You do, though, have to look further down your roster to figure out how to support those guys. One additional question I wanted to ask you as it pertains to the Jazz. What does all that's what happened mean for Emmanuel Moutier? He might actually find himself a little bit more in this rotation. I think potentially he was probably the ninth guy in an eight-man rotation, and if Boyan Bogdanovich is hurt, uh, maybe he could bind his way back out there. You know, one of the things that Boyan does really well is he can get to the post. He might be the only Jazz player that could get into the post that was in the active rotation and get a shot off over anybody. The other player who can do that on this Jazz roster, maybe Mike Conley can do it a little bit, but, but it's Emmanuel Moutier. He's really comfortable getting to that mid-range. And if you look back at the Jazz series against the Houston Rockets, two years ago, Chris Paul beat the Jazz because he could get to the mid-range, or James Harden has that floater. I think there's room for that. I mean, you look at the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson and Steph. Those guys could all pull up from 18 feet coming off a curl and hit a jump shot. There is room for that in the playoffs because teams are so good about taking away your layups, taking away your dunks, taking away your three-point shots. You have to take what you can get. And in that sense, maybe the mid-range opens up a little bit more, and, and that could mean something for Emmanuel Moutier. Ben, we love it when you have a chance to jump on the show. How, how are things uh, in the personal life? How are, how are the kids? they sick of dad yet? Oh, yeah, they're sick of dad. But you know what? They got out of school, and they're young enough. I've got a 7-year-old and a 4-year-old. The 4-year-old didn't have to follow up on preschool. I think the 7-year-old probably enjoyed a little bit of personal time. I know I enjoyed it. Regardless of what he says, I know I enjoyed it. So I will count this as a win for me. I've got another question for you, Ben. I was just wondering, you know, Jake was saying how much he missed you. I wondered if the feeling was mutual. Oh, of course, I miss Jake. In fact, I don't know why. Jake, you've been the, maybe the person I've kept in contact with the least, even though we used to talk, what, two I or know. three times a week during the season. I just think everyone was shell-shocked. We just didn't know exactly what to do. So I'm going to personally apologize for not, uh, for not reaching out sooner. Well, Ben, you are the best. And I do look forward to when we get a chance to uh, get back on the air talking some basketball. Uh, you know, we were in the middle of a really fun season, and, uh, I thought uh, we were doing some really great shows, and it's just wild that it, it just came to a hard stop overnight. I'm, no really dis- yeah. I'm, really, I'm really disappointed. I was waiting for Ben to fire back on you, Jake, and he, he just— That's not Ben's he, style, Gordo. I'm not a fighter. That's not my—that's never been my style. <laughs> You're a that's lover, not, not a fighter. Rolls. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's why we love him. Uh, ben, thank you very much. Glad everybody's well, and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Hey, you too, guys. Thanks. That's our friend Ben Anderson from kslsports.com, but also uh, one of our uh, hosts for jazz pre-half and post-game coverage. But, uh, Gordon, his, uh, Ben's work, uh, I'm sure you've been following it as well, but it's been uh, terrific throughout this whole thing. He's a, he's a really talented guy and has done some really wonderful work. I would suggest uh, everybody get online and uh, read at kslsports.com. Yeah, terrific combination of likable and capable. Yep, you no know, doubt. I'm, I'm not used to... Working with people like that. Okay. All right. Let's. Uh, I, I love it how you already tried to throw me under the bus with Ben, and now I, I get that. I, I know. I, Jake, I've done something Jake, wrong. Jake, you know I love you, man. 
Yeah, he's talking about me. <laughs> All right. We are live today at the warehouse. We'll have a drop, uh, drop of the day coming up next. Stay tuned for that. But our good friend Tom joins us once again, 86 East University Parkway here in Orem, 1967 South, 300 West. He was Lake. definitely not talking about me. No, absolutely not. <laughs> hey, Gordon, we had uh, one of your fans just come in and buy. They came in looking for a mattress and she said, we've heard you guys. We never thought about an adjustable show me. So I got tied up there for last oh, 40 minutes. They just bought a King adjustable bed. Sweet. All right. Motorized adjustable bed with a 10 inch gel infused mattress for a thousand dollars. That's it. It's unbelievable. Then they decided, well, let's get the bedroom set to go with it. So they bought a King bedroom set. And we haven't talked about this yet, but this is Gordon's favorite. It's kind of beachy, the white bed with oh, kind yeah. of the driftwood. They bought the black and gray version, headboard, footboard, rails, dresser, nightstand. They bought an extra nightstand, so two nightstands. The whole deal was 940 bucks. The bed would be that at our competitors. That's amazing. I got to tell you, Tom, uh, my wife, uh, she's heard us talk about that uh, that uh, style of uh, bed with the uh, dec- with the various accoutrements, and she's she's kind of got it on her mind now. And when what my wife gets work? something on her mind, she uh, she's it's it's like slowing down uh, 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 an avalanche. What was that word? Accoutrements. Accoutrement. Oh, stop. I'm just. Ta- talking to Gordon is like sometimes. I, I know, love it because I'm interpreting a, a different I love language. it because I'm a wordsmith. I'm not quite as quick as Clowkey, but I love it. Well, there you go. <laughs> Nobody's as quick as Clowkey. Come on. Well, I was so bright when I was a kid. They called me Son. <laughs> Sorry. Nice. We are um, blowing some stuff out here. At, finishing that story about our customer then she said i need a dining table what do you have well we've been advertising all day the 399 what is it she walks over they they loved it so they bought a awesome they bought a dining room table counter height with four stools they bought an adjustable bed they bought a bedroom set a new bed headboard footboard rails dresser and two nightstands and the entire deal was less than the bed would cost you across the street. That's amazing. Well, see, that's what I wonder about, Tom. Does that happen a lot where people come in and they find out what the deals are so good that they think, okay, well, we were planning on maybe spending this much and they can get four times as much at your place, sir? You, you have been here enough to know that every single day, well, we were at one of your competitors down the street and we were looking at this and let's call it an adjustable bed and it was $3,400. We just bought the adjustable bed for $1,299 and now we can buy the sofa set for $1,200 and we're out the door cheaper than we were buying a bed and we didn't even know we were going to get a sofa set. That's a pretty good feeling right there. It is. Last but not least, the sofa set that Jake's been chilling on all day. Very nice. $4,000 set. Power recline in four spots. The console on the love seat has cup holders, a lift-up storage that has USBs and AC plugs. Very cool. Power reclining the entire deal, seventeen ninety-nine. Take wow. advantage of it. Amazing. I'm sitting on it right now, and it is so comfortable. 86 East University Parkway here in Orem, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Drop of the day coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. 
if you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, hanging out with you at the warehouse here in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. Don't forget about their Salt Lake location as well, 1967 South, 300 West. Time for Sounds of Various Clips, also known as Drop of the Day. Now, Austin, uh, help us set this up because uh, this is uh, a listener did this to uh, Hanson or for Hanson Scotty a couple of weeks ago, and now it's our turn. Right. So a few weeks ago, somebody uh, found a, a piece of audio of uh, Hans and Scotty and Coach McBride, if you'll recall, and they uh-huh. slowed it down with the effects in the uh, uh, Adobe Audition and made them sound, uh, we'll say, tipsy uh, a little bit. Right. And so yeah. they've, they've made this new segment every Friday called Happy Hour. And yeah, you guys, uh, you, you spoke with Craig Fight, the infamous pizza delivery man. Right. And at the end, you'll recall you were having a discussion about cigars. I don't know how Jordan, I, I don't I, you know, one of the things that stands out to me as he's talking is, I don't know how Jordan could smoke cigars like that and then get out on the floor and play the way he did. Does that strike you as being a little unusual? Um, no, not necessarily. I know you're probably not much of a cigar connoisseur, Gordon, but most of the time you don't inhale cigars when you smoke them. He said it was pretty thick in that room. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the the cigar is still lit, and but you don't, you like, you puff it? Does that make any sense? I don't... No way I should be explaining this, but you don't really take it into your lungs. You can't get poison from a cigar, can you? Uh, if you ate one, maybe. <laughs> uh, destroy that immediately. Never play that again. No that's way. Gonna, that's going to get us all fired. You sounded like the president of Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Necessarily. That was was the microphone's fault, I think. That was just if somebody tuned in in the middle of that, that was uh, altered audio. Uh, But that's hilarious. I mean, just sound hammered. But you don't like you puff it? Does that make any sense? (laughs) No, Austin, (laughs) destroy that audio. (laughs) That destroyed immediately. That is so oh, terrible. Man. Oh boy! Well, that isn't that just uh, isn't that just the greatest thing ever? You can't get poisoned from a cigar, can you? Partner? No, Gordon, because you puff it. How much? How much would it take? You love playing this game. How much would it take for you to eat a cigar? 
<laughs> I, I have no idea what that would, <laughs> would be like. Would you eat a cigar for $100? Probably not, no. Mm-mm. $1,000. E- Austin would. No, even I, I got to have at least a comma in there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Austin, would you eat a cigar for a thousand dollars? I might consider it. Yes. All right. That's pretty <laughs> funny would, the way they would be so sick. That's pretty funny the way the, the way they're doing that. Uh, every, the uh, the couple that I've heard were pretty pretty darn hilarious. Oh, that one, I that, agree. They're that one's trouble. Funny. Let's let's get rid of that one. You don't inhale that cigar. You <laughs> Jake, puff it. You puff it. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't feel like you puff it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's terrible. That is terrible. Uh, did you say lit in there? You said something about being lit. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't need Gar is don't. still lit. And but you don't feel like you puff it. Does that make any sense? Stop it! Stop the cigar. The cigar wasn't the only Stop. thing that was lit. Oh, that oh, is man. just dreadful. And that that he's talk is. I don't know how Jordan could smoke cigars like that. <laughs> I don't know. This is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. So there you that go. Is, all right. There there you go. There's your drop of the day. Uh, slowing down our audio to help us sound hammered. That's uh, that's just terrific. All right. We're live at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway here in Orem. Don't forget about their Salt Lake location as well, 1967 South, 300 hey, West. I think I remember you talking like that one time. That late night, remember that? That late night, that one time. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. All right. Uh, stay tuned. Coming up next, we've got a uh, delayed edition of the Not Sports Report. So we'll find out what Gordon has in store for us straight ahead on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We are live from the warehouse here in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. Uh, Feel free to drop on by and see us. Prices so low, it will blow your mind. Tom's got the best prices in town on everything from adjustable beds to couches to dining room sets to rugs. Uh, do yourself a favor and drop by the warehouse. Again, 86 East University Parkway in Orem, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake, if that one is more convenient. But right now, it is time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, uh, where are we going today? Well, we're going to Texas, but before we do, you know, earlier on my list, I had all kinds of crazy stuff going on. I had about that Utah's favorite fast food is in and out, according to Business Insider. Chick-fil-A was uh, the favorite in most of the country. I had that study or the experts claiming that a beer a day helps people live longer. I don't know if that's true or not. 
I had uh, that uh, paralyzed deaf mute in a wheelchair attempting to rob a jewelry store in Brazil, holding a fake gun in his feet. I had uh, a moose on the loose in a Canadian family's backyard taking a swim in their pool. But now I've got something a little more serious. Okay. Ooh, okay. Well, as you know, uh, SpaceX was uh, figuring to launch uh, a couple of astronauts into space. Uh, When was it? Wednesday, Austin? I think it was supposed to happen Wednesday, but then a storm blew in or the weather conditions weren't quite right. And they have to get that timing just right so that the astronauts can land uh, at the space station, right, that's orbiting. Yeah, that's right. The International Space Station. Right. So it has to be just right. Uh, and now they're saying that they're uh, going to attempt to do it tomorrow. So let's keep our fingers crossed on that. But in the meantime, that's going to happen in Florida, a launch in, in Florida. But meanwhile, back at SpaceX headquarters in Boca Chica, Texas, or where, I don't know if it's the headquarters, but uh, it's another place where they develop really a place ro- called Boca Chica. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I never heard of it. Texas, but anyway, uh, they were uh, SpaceX was conducting a test of its Raptor engine in the uh, Starship SN4 prototype, uh, and apparently, I don't know if you've seen this video, but uh, their rocket exploded. I saw that. It was quite the explosion, too. Yes, uh, it failed the static test. And there was a huge fire. And that just gives me, it makes me a little jumpy, man. I hope everything's okay with what they're going to do, try to do in Florida tomorrow. Yeah, that doesn't really inspire a whole lot of confidence now, does it? Now, obviously, the other one's a prototype. Uh, the one that uh, they had the problem with and hopefully the one they're using tomorrow is is a lot more tested and uh, proven from that standpoint. But do you do you still get a kick out of watching uh, astronauts fly into space because it seems like for a while there it got to be a little bit of old hat since they've been doing it since the 50s. I I still think it's extremely exciting and we haven't really done it in 10 years. Yeah. Um, I I was I was looking forward to it. So, we'll 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 see, but I mean, we've we've had issues getting into space in the past that have that have been tragic. I guess if if there's Going something like this is going to happen. I, I this is what I guess. Let me put it this way: this is why they test that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it, uh, get any kind of problems ironed out in that stage, as opposed to later on. But you know, I around the time that I was growing up, there was a whole generation of youngsters who wanted to be astronauts. They wanted to work in the space program. Wanted to fly into space. Uh, I think I asked you guys a question the other day whether. That's something you would be interested in doing. Uh, doesn't hold a whole lot of interest for me, but for a, for a whole lot of people of all kinds of ages, they would love to have the opportunity to blast off into space and just see see what it's like out there. I I'll just do it virtually. Thank you. And you guys made fun of me because I was talking about the astronauts training in an anti gravity tube. <laughs> Which doesn't exist still. <laughs> Which uh, we found out does not exist, but they do do training in tube-like aircraft that fly Jeez. around, and guys could be weightless in that environment. So, 
Uh, can I can I add one to the the not sports report? Because I have sure. uh, I, you can dispense some uh, some parenting advice too. Because Austin, oh and boy, I here we go. go go down this road eventually. Now, okay, so this happened in uh, Pennsylvania, and uh, really it ended in not so such a great fashion. A mother and a son were cited for fighting. Uh, they fall and it got a little bit physical, I guess, to the point where they weren't arrested, but but they were cited. So the end of this, uh, you know, that's that's not t- real terrific. But but listen to this story. So uh, officers say that a mom who is 41 got into an argument with her 20 year old son and his girlfriend. So the mom was mad. So she disconnected the Wi-Fi service. All right. Mm. So mm-hmm. the son then took it one step further and went outside and disconnected the house from power. So he, <laughs> he, he, he pushed back against his mother's punishment by, by shutting off the power to the entire house. So my, my question to you is what, what, a, give us any experiences with discipline pushback. You know what I mean? Like, like when you say you're grounded and, and uh, that, the the kids push back against that or something like that. How how do you negotiate such things? Uh, well, I, I mean, I never had any of my kids do anything like that, but I do remember them sneaking out of the house when we, uh, unbeknownst to my wife and I. Yeah, that did, that did happen. So what do you do but, with that? Uh, well, that's a good question. Uh. I think well, every kid or did is Lisa, different. Or does Lisa handle all that? No, believe me. Well, I mean, I was in some cases I was a little more strict or wanted to be, uh, and in other cases my wife was stricter than I was, and so I, I think we kind of kept our kids off balance a little bit because they they didn't know exactly who to go to if they wanted to get their way, if you know what I mean. But I did discover that you're only as strong as your weakest link. So whoever was going to cave in quicker, uh, the other person was uh, in tough had in tough luck essentially, because you got to stay united, got to stay united, and uh, so if if you're going to come up with a plan. You got to make sure you're both on the same same page. Now, let if me, one of my let me if, one, if one of my kids went out and actually uh, turned the power off in my house, uh, I think there might be a fairly healthy discussion that would follow. Yeah, communication I, I, is the key, Jake. What what is uh, what was yours or Lisa's? I suppose what what was your most creative punishment? Or did you just have a go-to, like you did the yeah, same thing every time? Or did, I, I'll did, tell you. Did you ever get a creative one? I am not going to sit here and act like I have the answers in this regard because I actually, my creativity waned after a while okay. as far as punishment went. Yeah. It it usually fell to the standardized deal where you would, you know, try to take a car away or try to ground or try to do something like that. But uh, I, I think really sitting down and trying to find out where your kid is, where they're coming from, really is the most important part of that, uh, more than trying to go on any kind of parental power trip. That, that, that generally does not work. Well, then why did I become a parent if I can't have the power trip? Yeah, that's the whole point. That and the and the labor, right? I mean, <laughs> those are the two reasons I had a kid. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you you gonna have them out on the the North Forty plowing the 
plowing the ground? I, I told you, Gordon, she already helps me mow the lawn. That's just training. It's just training. Mm. Pretty soon, maybe six months or so after she turns three, she'll take it over for good. Here's the interesting thing about that, and I don't know where your you guys' kids are going to fall on this scale, but some kids are so darn obedient, and other ones are just going to test you to the nth degree. Uh, mine's the latter already, and she can't even <laughs> speak a sentence. So, <laughs> How's Sadie doing on your end, Jake? Is that, uh... Uh, you know what? The jury is still out on that one, I, I mm-hmm. must say, because she can you know, not listen when she doesn't want to listen, but she also is really into helping. So, yeah, that's cool. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, I'm just telling you right now, you've got thousands of listeners out there right now who have kids who are bobbing their head up and down, going right on. We know exactly what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Get used to it. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, but we are live from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. We're right here in Orem, and our good friend Tom joins us once again. We're blowing minds with great prices, Tom, and this is going to be a terrific weekend to get uh, geared up. It is. It's the best weekend in our history to sell you an adjustable bed. All right. And, we've and that's had, saying something. That's saying something because <laughs> we've done some incredible deals. But this king bed with the 10-inch gel-infused memory foam mattress with the adjustable motorized base for $1,000 is unprecedented. It really is. And then that California king bed set, this is a name brand one of the big S's. Don't say it, Jake. I, won't, I, won't. I know you're tempted. I can't believe Hans did that to me. Did I ever tell you my uh, favorite exhibit at the zoo? We've always been into the seals. Yeah. Yes, very much. Just, oh, here we go. Yeah. Just thought I'd, I'd, that just sealed the deal. Yeah. You're in trouble. I know. I'm so we've got a California King mattress. The mattress everywhere in town is $1,200 with box springs, with a headboard, footboard, and rails. It's a $1,900 package. Our competitors sell the same brand. It's the best brand in wrought iron beds. It's made by Liggett and Platt. The entire package, $499. Wow. Not $1,400, $499. Not, not only that, but the Jake, I, I called it the Gordons. This Gordon spots empty, so this is the Jake All right. special. That's what I like to hear. This is a gorgeous sofa with power double reclining, and then a love seat that has a console. Inside the console has USBs and AC plugs, so you can charge whatever so nice. needs to be charged. So cool. And it's push button motorized recline. Regular four thousand dollar deal. We're selling it for seventeen ninety nine. Wow. It, it's really quality. Come and see us. I don't care what you're looking for. We're the oldest. We're one of the oldest Ashley dealers in the state, yep. and we are the lowest price on Ashley furniture. Whatever you need, I've got a great big 50-inch tablet punching the number. I'm the best we'll price in it. town. Yeah. Come and see us. All right. 86 hey, East University hey Parkway. Yeah. Jake, Tom served my interest on that. Have you ever counted up? How many tens of thousands of customers you've had through the years, Tom? Uh, I, the Salt Lake stores on like 12,000 invoices. Wow. So per invoice, it's maybe one out of five. So that store's had maybe 70,000 wow. Wow. customers. If we go back to my father-in-law, the days at Furniture Warehouse Road Redwood, it's hundreds of thousands oh, I'm sure. of customers. Yeah. 
that was the staple forever. Yeah, yeah. And that, of course, is Tom's family. That's that's where he uh, came up in the biz and uh, knows how to do it and do it the best way. That's why the prices are so great. 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City, 86 East University Parkway here in Orem. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrap it up a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to say a big thank you to The Warehouse for hosting us today. 86 East University Parkway here in Orem. They are the best. Tom and the crew will take great care of you with the best prices in town, guaranteed, here and their Salt Lake location, 1967 South and uh, 300 West. We wrap up another week, uh, Gordon, and it seems like a lot happened this week. It was very newsy this week. We did have a lot uh, going on, and that's sometimes good, sometimes not so good, but uh, you know how news is. But uh, I'm looking forward to finding out what the NBA is going to do. I know there are a lot of reports, sort of guesses about what's going to happen, but I I, want to know it for a fact. I want to know how this is going to look, how this bubble situation is going to look, how how long it's going to take to get to the postseason. And let's uh, let's just get going and see how it turns out, huh? Here, here. Any big plans this weekend, Gordo? Uh, plans. Um, just going to try and enjoy the nice weather. I mean, I, I know some people like cooler weather. I like it around 80. It seems to be heating up a little bit. So what does that mean? That means get outside and enjoy some fresh air a little bit. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, well, you have a good weekend, Gordon. Uh, I look forward to chatting with you on Monday. All right. And will you please explain to our listeners one more time, uh, you don't you don't inhale a cigar, you puff it. All right. Uh-huh. That's enough of that. We'll talk to you on Monday <laughs> on the big show, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. And But you don't, you like, you puff it? Does that make any sense? I don't